this series entitled, When Jesus Shows Up. I'm subtitled, well, let me just read you the passage. Exodus chapter 13, verse 17 through 22. And then it came to pass, when Pharaoh had left the peop- let the people go, that God did not lead them, God did not lead them. God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people. So God led the people. Mm. So God led the people around the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea and the children of Israel went up in the orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt and Moses took the bones of Joseph with him for he had placed the children of Israel under the solemn oath saying God will surely visit you and you shall carry up my bones from here with you so they took their journey from Succoth to camp in Etham at the edge of the wilderness and the Lord went before them and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so as to go by day and night. Verse 22, he did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before, in front of, from before the people. When Jesus shows up, I've subtitled this message, when Jesus shows up to be followed. When Jesus shows up, to be followed when Jesus shows up father I ask you for the kind of anointing now that would open up every ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to every situation I pray Spirit of the Living God that you would fall fresh in this place today that it might destroy the yoke and remove the burden that sits on the lives of these your believers your sons and your daughters that we might walk in the fullness of this prophetic word, this prophecy, as it is being fulfilled in and through our life. We ask it in Jesus' name. All God's children said, Amen. Amen. Listen, when Jesus shows up to be followed, there is an active faith that is required in the Christian journey. It's one thing to say, yeah, I got faith. But faith must be activated. That's why the writer said that without faith, faith without works is... And without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. Why? Because there is an active faith that is required for the spiritual journey. Many of us could quote the second most familiar passage of Scripture in out, throughout the entire Bible is Jeremiah 29, verse number 11. Psalm 23 is the most f- familiar. You would think John 3, 16, but no. The second most familiar is Jeremiah 29, 11. The Lord says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, to, give you, to prosper you and not to harm you to give you a hope and a future that God knows the plans that ought to be good news for every person in this room today because he's not trying to figure out what to do with you he's not trying to figure out how he's gonna make it work out for you he knows the plans he knows the plans that he has for you watch this he has the plan the question is do you have the faith to trust the plan It's one thing for me to know he has it. It's another thing for me to have the faith that he's going to fulfill the plan in my life. Because you must understand today that without faith it is impossible to please God. And if without faith it's impossible to please him, then the greatest way I can please him is to fulfill the plan he has for me. 
But I cannot trust that he's always going to give me all the details that are going to make me have the faith to step out. Most often, he'll give you just enough to go with and then trust him to go the distance. Right here we find the children of Israel. They are now being released from Egypt, from bondage, from incarceration, from enslavement for 400 years. They have now had gone through all the ten plagues and they are being released into the place that we know to be later on, Canaan, the land of promise. The land that is flowing with milk and honey. But watch this. God does not transport them from Egypt to Canaan. He puts them in a place called the wilderness. The old, an old pastor said it like this way many, many years ago. It took them just a few weeks to get them out of Egypt. But it took them 40 years to get Egypt out of them. Because God wants to take us through process. And here it is in verse 17 that it came that Pharaoh has already come in and he has released the people of God. But watch this. God was the one that was leading them and he did not take them the quick route. And he did not take them the easy route. It was not going to be quick and it was not going to be easy. Why? Because there was a battle that would have happened in the quick and easy route that they would not have won. And they would have changed their mind at that conflict. And most of us would never choose the quick. We would never choose the long and tedious route. We always want quick. We always want easy. For as a matter of fact, for about the last two and a half months, uh, uh, around the day before Christmas, um, one of my staff members, Jason, he came over to my house and he broke my microwave. <laughs> and I won't tell you who it is, Jason. He broke my microwave. Okay, and didn't fix it. Jason Buckner. And so. Uh, about two weeks ago, we finally, Home Shield or whatever, we, you know, a little warranty thing or whatever. It just, it was on back order. It was floating out in the ocean somewhere forever. I'm like, you know, I'm about ready to swim to go get it. When you have to put your oven on to be able, you can't even pop popcorn. I mean, you can, but who wants to do all that? When you could just do that. You can get with this, but I prefer to get with that. <laughs> Shut up. That's a, so for the last two and a half, three months, we've had no microwave. We have an air fryer. We have an oven. You know, we have the stovetop. We have all this stuff. But it was amazing how inconvenient it, it is when you're used to pushing a couple buttons and then doing something else, waiting on the ding, 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 ding. But listen, uh, you don't appreciate it. Unless you have to labor for it. So, listen, there were things we didn't eat because we didn't have the convenience of putting it in a microwave. Because by nature, we want quick and easy. We want quick and easy. Why do you think drive-thrus stay open? Because we want quick and easy. Watch this. The issue with quick and easy is it gives you constant permission to continually change your mind. You, quick and easy will give you permission to change your mind. Have you, okay, ready? On the way home today, ask your wife what she wants to eat. All my fellas, that is neither quick nor easy. The only thing we know easy is whatever we want. That's not what she's in the mood for. That's 
That's the quick and easy part is whatever we desire. That's not going to happen. So what I've decided to do is the place that I know my wife hates the most, I'm driving there. Unless you make a decision, I'm driving there. Hallelujah. I'm doing it. Because watch this. It gives you constant permission to change your mind. Constant permission. And, 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 uh, and God makes you go through the long, tedious process. Because he's trying to teach you longevity in relationship with him. Because there has to come a place in your life where you've gone through too much to quit. I've gone through too much. I've endured too much. We've gone through too much. In a a few months, we'll be celebrating 25 years. And listen, I've gone through too much to turn around and quit and start over with some God. The devil is a lie. I I remember back in the day when I was really, really stupid, when I was young and dumb. I would make statements like this, girl, when you turn 40, I'm trading you in for 220s. I'm still living. But it's only because I'm old now. And I for two, number one, it's cheaper to keep her. Number two, I want to continually live. Number three, have you seen 20-year-olds today? Oh, God, have mercy. Lord, help me, Jesus. I'm trying to get rid of a 20-year-old. Hallelujah. Every Sunday, son, every Sunday. He said last week, I'm never coming back. And you did, you did. God Almighty. But see, that was, that was stupid. But for 25 years, we've been walking down this journey, and it has not been easy. But my God, it's been worth it. And we've gone through too much to quit now. She's almost got me fixed. Y'all can take that word however you want it. (laughs) Tisha, that is comedic genius. It's comedic genius. She's almost, we've gone through too much. What, What would you miss if you quit too soon? What is it that God has for you if you quit too soon? This is what I don't understand about people that don't want to go through anything. They want to quit right out. Listen, it is in the trying of your faith that makes you strong. It is in the trying of your marriage that makes you strong. It is in the trying of your children that make them strong. You don't understand what I'm saying. God doesn't do quick and easy, but he still knows the plan. Watch this. And the plan of this process is as important as the promise that you're going towards. It is as much the plan of God to be in the wilderness as it was in Canaan. Everybody shouts for Canaan. And God is cheering on the wilderness. We don't want to go through anything. But if you never go through anything, you're not going to anything. So he comes in. Mm. Most of us, we get so focused on our promise that we don't find our purpose. And why he has us where he has us. We're we're so busy to grab the microwave of our faith and punch it in that we don't want to understand how important it is to go through the slow cooker of a relationship with him. We want to rush through it. it. It was as much the plan of God to be in the wilderness as it was to be in Canaan. Most of us think it's the devil or worse, bad leadership. 
It's bad. That's bad leadership. You got me in this here, walking around here, doing all this kind of stuff. I don't even know what's going on. I don't know. It's bad leadership. My dad was a terrible leader. My, my pastor was a terrible leader. My people was a, my boss was a terrible leader. And it may be that they didn't put you there. God did. Because he led you. And there were places he is not going to lead you as much as there are places he is going to lead you. Let me say that to you again. There are places he will not take you just as much as there are places he wants to take you. And it is as much his purpose as the land of promise. It... If you can hear me today, those of you that are in a season you don't understand, if you could find the purpose in today, instead of enduring today, looking for the promise of tomorrow, you will find joy even in great pain. Pastor, I don't know if that's scriptural. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He endured his cross knowing that there was joy on the way. Why? Verse 19, I don't have time. It's another sermon another day. The entire time, they, they're hiking around the bones of Joseph. Okay, you know, the favorite son of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. The favorite son of Jacob, Joseph. The coat of many colors, Joseph. The one that during the famine had the provision to be able to set aside for his family, Joseph. You know, Joseph, the one that everybody in his family wanted to kill because they were jealous of his dream. Joseph. Moses is not carrying Levi's bones. He's carrying Joseph's bones. Because he's bringing them into a land of promise. Watch this. He's in the wilderness going towards promise, but even in the wilderness, Joseph's bones is there. Pastor, why do you think he did that? It's real simple. Because your situation is bigger than you. What you're going through is bigger than you. Your journey is bigger than just being your journey. That there are legacy promises that he has spoken to generations gone by or he's speaking to you now about the generations to come. There is legacy on the inside of you and your situation is bigger than you and I'm afraid that if you don't kill your giant, your children will have to face it. If you get stuck in your wilderness and not get into promise, your children won't know what it's like to be born there. If you don't fulfill the plan that God has for you in your season, then your children are going to have to fulfill it because you were whatever. Because this journey is bigger than you. Your marriage is bigger than your... Hmm. Oh, I'm going to say it anyway. Your marriage is bigger than your happiness. It's bigger than that. Thank you, Holy Ghost. It's bigger than that. You, you living in financial freedom. So your children don't know what it's like to be born into bondage. You saying no to that credit card is bigger than you saying no to what you desire. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. So here it is, uh, let me run to it. Joseph finally makes it into Canaan. He never saw it with his eyes, but his bones made it there. In other words, we may not be here, but we still get to go in. You realize, see, I know you don't get it because many of you are, are newer. 
But I'm standing here today and I am promises that God made to my great grandmother who started the first church that my family were a part of in her living room. I am fulfilling promises today that God made to her, not to me. Because his promises to you are bigger than you. He speaks to you in light of lineage. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. Man, I just feel this in my spirit in this moment. I didn't say this at all in the first service. I feel the Holy Ghost. Some, the, the reason why we've gathered in a room, many of you may feel like, why in the world did God call me to be a part of this particular church? Because God is breaking a spirit of racism that your children and grandchildren will never know. He, it's bigger than you. This bigoted thing that we have going, it's bigger than you. And God's breaking it off of your life. And you may have to endure certain things about other cultures that you may not understand. But the one thing we all can understand in this moment is there was one Jesus that died for all of us. And we all get to be called sons and daughters. And it's big. Our children and grandchildren won't live in the division that the world is telling us we should have. It's bigger than you bigger than you. Well, I don't understand that type of worship. I don't care if you don't understand that type of worship. The question is, do you understand worship? Because if you understand worship, you can sing, she'll be coming around the mountain. And I something in the name of Jesus. I thank you that my wife is coming around that mountain in the name of the Lord. It can be country. It can be rat. It can be whatever it is. As long as it honors him and he's getting glory out of it, I'll find a way to engage because I know how to be a worshiper, not a listener. Or a spectator. So, they camp. I'm not going to mess with it in this service. They camp between Succoth and Etham. Okay, I'm going to say it. I wasn't going to, but I'm going to. They find themselves in the wilderness between Succoth and Etham. Yep, some of you already got it. Somewhere between Succoth and Ethan is where a lot of us find ourselves. That word in the Hebrew, it means booths, which translates a stall for, for beasts to be placed in. Many of us will go through seasons where we feel like God is stalling us out because he's trying to stall the stable in your life. Ethan, it means plowshare. It is literally the blade of the plow. Somewhere between being stalled and getting cut is where we continually find ourselves in God's process. But it's all for a purpose. So he comes in. And look at this. And the Lord went before them by day. Where was Jesus? In the cloud. Jesus was in the cloud. He was in the cloud. Yahweh was in the cloud. He was in the cloud. He was literally, you want to know what God rides in? God rides in the cloud. You, don't, you want to know what his most familiar vehicle is in the, in the Old and New Testament? It is the cloud. I'll prove it to you at the end of this message. In the cloud. It's a big deal for God to be in the cloud. I'll prove it to you here by the end. He's in the cloud. He's in the cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. It was the cloud was ignited into flames in the dark times. This cloud, uh, what Jesus was in, was the barrier between the heat of the desert sun and the people of God. To create shade. 
to, to create a shield from the heat of the desert day so that the people of God could walk in the desert season but not feel the heat of it because he was before them in the cloud. Uh, he created the shade from the desert heat for the people of God. Not only was that a cloud by day, but it would ignite and become fire by night. So when that same desert season went dark, they still had a God that could illuminate their situation. They still had a God that would come in and create a lamp unto their feet and a light unto their path. They still had the ability to see even in the dark times because the cloud that Jesus was in became fire in the midnight hour. Oh my God. Watch this. So the desert that was hot during the day becomes frigid and freezing in night. The same desert that was on fire during the day is the same desert that becomes freezing at night. So here's God not just becoming a light in the night hour, but he becomes fire in the midnight hour because he says, while I'll illuminate you, I'll also light you up. I'll also warm you. You don't have to become cold and indifferent and frozen from the elements of the darkness of the day. As a matter of fact, the darker it gets, the more illuminated I'll become and the colder it gets the hotter I'll be if you'll stay close to me the environment won't take you out what I love about him he was a cloud by day he was a fire by night watch this and when it was time to settle in Exodus chapter 40 verse 34 I believe it is the Bible says that that same cloud would come and descend and when they would set up the tabernacle of Moses they would create the holy of holies and that cloud would come and sit over top of the holy holies and would actually sit down on the mercy seat of the ark of the covenant and commune with Moses here's the point he doesn't want you to just follow him he wants you to also be a friend to him Because I want to let you know something in 2022. There's comfort in being covered. Uh, you didn't hear what I said. There's comfort in being covered. See, exposed people, the gas tank will expose. But when you're covered, you know you got it covered. Not because of my 401k, not because of what the Dow is or is not doing, no. Some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but I trust in the name of the one who's covering me. I'm counting on him to be a shield for me, the glory and the lifter of my head. There's comfort in being covered. But he doesn't want to just be God to you, he also wants to be God with you. So I have a question to you today. What's the point of having his plan without having access to his presence? The reason he didn't just stay there, but he would also come down is because he wanted to commune. He wanted to be in relationship. He doesn't want to just give you the plan. He also wants you to be in his presence. And let me stop here. To preach to my radio audience, my live stream audience, podcast audience, you need to be in his presence again. 
You need to be in his presence again. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. I can, I can be in the presence of the Lord by myself. Let me tell you something. If you're truly in the presence of the Lord by yourself, he won't want you to stay by yourself. You, you need to be in the presence of the Lord. And if you've truly been in the presence of the Lord, he's not going to leave you in Lone Ranger worship. You need it. Otherwise, you've settled for being a spectator. And the problem with being a spectator of his presence is when you're in a tough season process, even the plan will become mundane. If you don't know why you're married, intimacy will breathe that into you again. If you don't understand why you're at that job, why you're with whatever, fill in the blank, intimacy will help you understand why it matters again. It's the point of God. He doesn't want to just hand you out your plan and go, all right, go. He wants presence. He wants communion. And the truth of the matter is you need it. Otherwise, you'll forget why it's important for you not to go back. People who walk away from God left their heart away from him a long time ago. He was in the cloud. Let me run. In Exodus chapter 14, we see this in, in verse 19 through 20, that, that the Lord, the, something happened with the cloud. Something happened with the cloud. They're being led by the cloud by day, the fire, the cloud on fire by night. But all of a sudden, they're at the Red Sea. Water on this side, water on this side. God is about to part the sea. Mountains behind them on the wings. And now Pharaoh's army is coming in from behind to, to attack them, to take them out, to overwhelm them. And look what happens to the cloud. The angel of the Lord God comes and takes the cloud and he removes it from in front of them. And the Bible says that the cloud of God, the angel of the Lord in the cloud came and stood behind them. Uh-oh. I feel like preaching this. It stood behind them. It had ascended above them all this time. And then it has sat at the mercy seat. But now we see this same cloud standing behind them. Uh-oh. They're going in this direction. Now the cloud is going in reverse and is standing between them and the enemy that's on their heels. Hang on. They're going after God. They're, they're following him. But have you ever followed or went in a direction always wondering if something was going to get you from behind? You're always looking over your shoulder thinking that what you came out of is going to catch you again. That, 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 that past failure, that past shame, that pa all is going to catch you again. So you're moving, but you're moving always checking behind your back wow. hoping that you're going fast enough for your past not to catch you hear me 
Counseling 101, you ready? If you drive your vehicle in this direction, always navigating where you're going by the rear view mirror of where you've been, you're gonna wreck. If you're trying to figure out how to move forward by looking only at what you came from, you will wreck where you're headed, always looking at where you've been. They're checking their shoulders. Wondering, is Pharaoh going to get us today? Is Pharaoh going to get us today? And the cloud that they have been following has now come and stepped behind them and stood behind them. Watch this according to Scripture. To be a barrier from the enemy so that the enemy could not see who they were in that moment. The cloud came and stood between what they used to be and what they currently are so that the old life couldn't see clearly who they really were in this moment. In other words, God said, I'm still leading even though I'm behind you, I'm just leading from the back. And the reason I'm leading from the back is because I'm not going to let your past catch you and ruin your future. I'm not going to let what you came out of catch you again because I got somewhere I need to take you. I'm not going to let that thing that I brought you out of overtake you again. No, I'm going to lead you from the back so that that old man, that old life, that old addiction, that old bondage can't catch you anymore. You don't have to worry about your past catching up because I'm going to stand between who you are today and who you used to be back then. I love this. 22 of Exodus 13. He did not take the cloud from them. He did not take the cloud from them. What does that mean for me today? It means simply this, that if you'll let God lead, he still leads. He's not going to stop leading you if you'll let him. He doesn't take the cloud away from you. He's not saying, well, Pastor, I can't find God in my situation. Then go back to your last obedience and find out what he was doing and where he was moving in the last place you obeyed him and start right there. That's why he told the church, do your first works again. Find where you started getting off track and get right there and start leading, letting him lead you again. This is such a big deal that Paul writes to the church at Corinth for the sake of time. I'm not going to mess with it. First Corinthians chapter, chapter 10 It's about seven or eight verses. The first part of it. Paul is writing to the church at Corinth dealing with this very testimony. And he said the problem with the men and women back in those days that came out of Egypt, they came out of captivity. They all drank the same spiritual drink. They all ate the same spiritual food. They all saw the same manifestations of God's power and glory. Watch this. I believe it's verse number five. It says, but they got trapped in their own evil lusts and it compromised his plan. It wasn't because he didn't know the plan and it wasn't because he didn't want to fulfill the plan, but they allowed their own evil lust to compromise God's path. They got off track and that's what jacked it up. He did not take the cloud from them. But ladies and gentlemen, you can choose not to follow the cloud. Hmm. But the cloud is a very interesting thing. In Numbers chapter 9, we find this cloud still in the process. 
which says in Numbers chapter, uh, Numbers chapter 9, it's 15 through 23, but I'm only going to mess with, with one verse, that based upon what the cloud did, it determined whether they would move or not. They didn't move unless the cloud moved. And they didn't stay unless the cloud stayed. That the thing that was contingent upon their efforts and their activation was whether or not the cloud was in action or not. They didn't move because the preacher said move. They didn't stay because the preacher says stay. They moved because the cloud moved. They moved because the cloud moved. And they stayed because the cloud stayed. And they stayed because the cloud stayed. Listen, that's why I can't be led by a man. I got to be led by the cloud. Let me say it my way. If you were a bunch of preachers, I would say it this way. You can't be led by the crowd. You have to be led by the cloud. I can't get caught up in what you're doing and you can't get caught up in what I'm doing. No, no, let's find out what God is doing and if God wants to stay right in this moment, we're going to stay right in this moment. And if God wants to move us into a new phase, then God's going to move us into a new phase. Watch this. If God wants me to be alone, then God's going to let me be alone. If God wants me to be married, then God's going to let me be married. If God's going to let me have children, then God's going to let me have children. If God don't want me to have children, then God ain't going to let me have children. I don't know what it is, but if I'm watching the cloud, whatever God's doing and wherever God's going, wherever God's stopping, wherever God's staying, that is exactly where I want to be. I don't want to do anything outside of the will of where he is. I want to follow him. Where you lead me, I will follow. Why? 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 Why is it so important to stay in sync with the cloud? Well, guess what? If he moves and you stay, or if he stays and you move, the result is the same. You're left exposed to your enemy. I'm going to let that sink. If he moves and I stay, my enemy's going to catch me. But if I stay, if he stays and I move, then the enemy just gets to go around the cloud and I'm still exposed. I become exposed when I'm not following him in the cloud. Ah, in the cloud. In the cloud. Ah, in the cloud. This word cloud is very interesting because Jesus is still in the cloud, y'all. He's Mm. One of my favorite things is that when I watch people, somebody receive a reward, most often they'll say, thanks be unto God who is the head of my life. Y'all don't watch stuff? Thanks be unto God who is the head of my life. I thanks be unto God who is the head of my life. Thanks be unto God who is the head of my life. Thanks be unto God who is the head of my life. And then we tell kids that when they're off daydreaming, get your head out of the... But if he's the head of my life, then I want the head to be in the clouds. Here's why. Daniel chapter 7 verse 13. Daniel was prophesying and got a revelation at a night time. He said, behold, there is one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. And he came to the Ancient of Days and they brought him near before him. In the Gospel of Luke, in the Gospel of Matthew, in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus is being baptized. And the Bible says that a cloud formed and there appeared thundering voice that came in and said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. In the book of Acts chapter one, verse number nine, Jesus is about to ascend after he has released the great commission. And the Bible says that he was taken up in the clouds. In the book of Revelation chapter 
chapter 1 verse 7 the Bible says behold I am coming with the clouds and every eye will see him and those who pierce him will see him and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him even so and then in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 we hear them say then we who are alive and remain shall be called up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with him I want you to know he says in verse 18 comfort one another with these words the reason why I want you to remember that Jesus is still in the clouds is because one day he's going to call us into the cloud with him not only is my head going to be but my eyes are going to be my ears are going to be my face is going to be my neck is going to be my body is going to be in the clouds to meet him and I thank God that he is the God who's still in control if you're grateful for that stand all over this room and give him praise come on lift up those hands lift up those praises of worship to the king right here come on give him glory all over this room you're worthy God though none go with me still I will follow I will follow you Lord wherever you lead wherever you're guiding whatever direction even through the valley of the shadow of death oh God I will not fear for you're leading me you're with me oh God ah Ah, thank you, Lord, that you are leading us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Thank you, Lord, that you will make it according to Isaiah, crooked paths straight. Thank you, Lord that you've proven in this text this morning that not only will you lead us, but you will also become a rear guard for us. You have our back. Oh, the angels of the Lord are encamped around about those that believe. I thank you, God, that you go before us and that you are our rear guard. So today, every son and every daughter of yours is surrounded. Oh, I hear the Lord telling somebody today, stop looking at what the enemy is doing and start seeing what I've got you surrounded by. Stop looking at what the enemy is trying to do and look what I have surrounded you by. Somebody lift up worship right here. I came this morning to strengthen somebody in the Lord. Though none go with you, still follow. Though none go with you, still follow. Oh, today, oh God. Give us the courage to stay when you say stay and to move when you say move. I thank you this morning that there is a barrier of your glory between our past and our now. I thank you, Lord, that somebody's past is not going to be able to get past the hedge of protection. I praise you today because you have authored and you are finishing our faith our faith to follow
So today, oh God, we give you praise. Slip of those hands all over this room. We praise you today, oh God, that we are surrounded by your glory. Thank you for your presence. Thank you that you've not taken your presence from us. We glory in it. We glory in your presence for it's in you that we live and we move and we have our very being, oh God. In you we're new creation. In you all things have passed away and all things are made new. In you there's no condemnation. We give you glory for your glory that has surrounded us. We give you glory for your glory that has surrounded us. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It doesn't matter what it looks it like. Look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. Somebody thank him right there. Tell the Lord, say. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yeah. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh. I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. I'm surrounded. This is this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I. Whoa. This is how I fight my battles. Yeah. This is how I fight my battles. Oh. This is how I fight my. Slip up your hands all over this room this morning. I just get, give me give me just the keys for a minute. Just the keys, just for a minute. I just feel the spirit of the Lord drawing someone to obedience today. Let me lead. 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 I just hear the Lord saying continually, paths of righteousness, his paths of righteousness. You're walking in something that you don't understand, but it's for righteousness sake. 
He's got you in a season that you can't figure out, but it's for righteousness' sake. It's for righteousness' sake. You're, you're going to take on more of His righteousness after this. I don't know who it is. I don't know what it is. I, I just feel the, the mingling of the Spirit of God in this moment. The Lord saying, will you follow? Will you follow? Will you take your cues from me? Will you trust me enough to let me lead? Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's supposed to look impossible. You're not supposed to see there's any way out. Because when I turn it around, you'll give me all the glory. That is a word for somebody in this room. It's supposed to look hopeless. It is supposed to be impossible. Because with me, all things are possible. worship in this I'm telling you I feel the glow I feel the oil of God in this moment trust me says God trust me says God trust me says God trust me says God don't trust you don't trust them trust me Don't trust what they say. Trust what I say. Don't put your hope in them. Put your hope in me, says the Lord. I'm telling you, the glory of the Lord is in this moment. He's ministering to hearts today. This is why we fought in the first service. It's supposed to look impossible. That is a word for somebody in season. It is supposed to be impossible. For nothing is impossible with God. He is the God of making impossibilities possible. healing in that word for somebody today the doctors aren't supposed to know how to figure it out that's the reason the denomination didn't want you in because when I bring you in I'll get all the glory you've been isolated and alone is because I'm teaching you how to hear my voice (laughs) 
You're surrounded today. You're surrounded today. Somebody just lift their head. I just want you to lift your head. Ah, your help is coming from the clouds. Ah, we praise you, Lord. There's a new front coming in. (laughs) There's a new front coming in. The wind blew on the level it blew to push one season out to pull another front in. I'm here today to tell you somebody's about to spring forward in this place. (laughs) You're about to spring forward. You're about to leap forward. This is a word in season for you. You are surrounded. Praise you for it in Jesus' name. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Oh, hang on. Head, head, heads about just for a moment. I just heard the Holy Spirit say, get your shoes on, I'm about to move again. Make your feet ready because I'm about to move again. I'm about to move. Make your feet ready. You have been in the place of stall long enough. I'm about to move you again. The Lord says, get ready. I'm about to pull you out of the stall and you're about to move again. You felt stuck. You felt, I'm telling you, I heard the Lord say today that he's about to move again. There's a cloud that is about to shift again. He's about to pull you into that new season. He's about to pull you into new territory. He's about to step you over into a new place. Ah, you've been cut long enough. You've stalled long enough. This is the season for the move get your eyes off of what the enemy's doing get your eyes off of what the enemy's look up for your redemption is drawing hey this is how I find my path this is how I find my somebody put a praise on that word somebody put a praise on that word this is how I fight my battles. This is, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I. It may look like it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded. 
If you're grateful that the Lord is leading you, I want you to give him glory all over this house this morning. He's leading you. I just heard the Lord say, not a carnal command. Not a command, not a step outside of his spirit realm. Not a step, not a carnal, not a lustful, not a selfish step outside of what he's decreed you to be. Until the Lord tells you to move, don't move. Until the Lord tells you to shift, don't shift. But when the Lord says shift, shift. When the Lord says move, move. But until then, do not step outside with your own carnal, with your own preferences. I hear the Lord saying, kill flesh today. Kill carnal mentalities. Follow after me. I'm taking you somewhere. And my plan is what you would desire even in your life today the Lord says not a carnal step not a carnal step don't make a selfish decision don't make a fleshly decision follow after me the Lord says in Jesus name I don't know who that's for but I had to give that before you left today lift your hands all over this room lift your hands all over this room lift your hands all over this room don't you shift until God says it Don't you shift until God says it. Don't you shift until God says it. Only until the Lord releases are you released. Shut You're not released until God releases. You cannot fulfill His plan without His presence. The glory of the Lord is pulling you in again. Not a carnal command. Not a carnal command. Crucified flesh is what the Lord says. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Praise you for it in Jesus' name. We worship you. We worship you. Prayer team. Just meet me in this front. If you're here today and you need prayer before you leave, our prayer team will be here. I don't care what it is. If it has any salvation all the way down to just a need, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. They're available for you. It's a great way for the third service to walk in on is just people worshiping. If you're here today and you need prayer and you say, Pastor, I can't leave here until I get somebody to touch and agree with me. That's what they're here for. That's what we're here for. So they're here for you no matter what. No matter what the issue, the need is. He's able. That's a word for somebody today that is supposed to be impossible because that shows you he's the God of it.
We love you today. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday for Kingdom classes. I don't know what the other announcements are, but they're on the bulletin. You should have got one on the way in or you'll get one on the way out. Please check with all of that. I'm going to ask you to exit to my left, to your right. You can pick up your kids right in the front. If you need prayer today, our prayer team, they're available to you. Lord, increase us a thousand times more than what you are and fulfill every promise you've given to us, including the promise that you will lead us. We love you. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have an incredible rest of the day. See you Wednesday in Kingdom class, Lord willing. God bless.